Hello and welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and I'm so pleased to be joined again by Brian Day, Senior Merchandiser and Natural Stores Coordinator for Four Seasons Produce. Now, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you of course already know that Brian is an expert on promotional planning and execution, as well as training and professional development, to name just a few of his many skills. And we are so thankful he continues to share that expertise with us today. Looking ahead to the winter season, we'll be talking about maximizing the citrus category. So, Brian, thanks so much as always for being with us, and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Ashley. It's great to be here again, and uh, thanks for offering this platform to uh, to teach and train. This is wonderful. So, and I'm excited to talk some citrus. I know it's <laughs> it's going to be here before you know it, right? Absolutely. I mean, well, and that's what I was thinking is probably a good place to start is timing when do you kind of pull the trigger on going all in on citrus so um a lot of the citrus varieties doesn't do not come in until starting in december right i mean you'll have navels and and whatnot but um you'd still want to highlight your apples your your heart your fall harvest stuff right apples pears um throughout the the fall months october november into December, but as December comes, you're going to start getting more varieties will come. Caracaras will come in, uh, blood oranges will come in, um, vintage navels, uh, the vintage navel bags will come in. But um, for for a while there, going into the month, going into the month of December, you'll have a steady stream of, of new crop California navels, which in and of itself is exciting to, to promote um, uh, right out of the gate. But um, citrus sets in general um, are more of a flip to the uh, January. So when healthy eating starts, uh, the the called diet season, right? Um, the flip of the new year, everyone wants to eat healthier. Citrus is huge for that, right? Citrus is huge for that for a number of reasons. Number one, it's a it's a base and a lot of juices, right? A lot of fresh squeezed juices. Two, it's just absolutely delicious eating out of hand. So I mean, I can sit and eat a box of sumos myself <laughs> in one sitting. Oh, I know. So, but um, now as that uh, as the the varieties come in that that's when you start wanting to make start making some changes in your sets so well and I'm glad you mentioned sumos because one of the things I wanted to ask you was what have been a few of kind of your personal favorite additions to the category in recent years um number one actually probably would be um I'm a big cara cara guy I love the cara cara orange um I do like the sumo a lot um uh, buck citrus um, Buck Citrus has some really, really cool varieties of, uh, of specialty citrus. Um, I, I love grapefruit. I just can't eat it. Uh, but that, that was an old staple of mine. So I just, I love grapefruit. Uh, but uh, I'm excited. We're, we're new excited. The whole Mandarin category, um, Gold Nugget Tangerines uh, are amazing. Um, uh, Algerian Clementines are amazing. Um, yeah, there's just, there is a lot of really cool citrus out there. So and to me, when and from a retail standpoint, citrus to me, like among every uh, category in the produce department, I think citrus is the number one sampling uh, uh, category in the produce department. I mean, because there's so many different flavors, right? There are so many different flavors of of citrus, and um, that 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 zing, that that flavor that someone gets when they, they'll bite into a piece of citrus. Um, it's just it's just amazing. It's just an amazing way to sell um, uh, uh, citrus as a sample. So and for a while there with COVID, 
we we didn't have that opportunity to and in some areas they're still not doing it but uh it's 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 lightened up a little bit in some areas and there's some sampling going on so um yeah i'm looking forward to doing some sampling myself and um uh in the, in the winter months ahead here so excited for excited for all those varieties that's awesome and what are some of the considerations that go into effect as you think about okay, you know, we've, we've got all these different kind of specialty things and, and, you know, seasonal items, which ones do we sample? You know, do we do some at this time or for this week and some another week? How do you kind of balance the promotion when you got so many different kind of specialty things going on? Sure. Uh, that's, you just basically do some planning, planning and a little bit of a calendar. I mean, like, so everyone basically knows what a navel is, right? Or what it, they tasted a navel and as delicious as they are, um, have they ever tried a red, a red navel or cara cara? Uh, have they ever tried a blood orange? And some people, I'll tell you what, some people are, 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 are um, uh, they'll shy away from a blood orange simply because of the name. That is a true thing, uh, but it is an absolutely great piece of fruit. Um, I like to sample the, um, I call them not ancillary uh, items, but the lesser known stuff, right? So um, the bloods, uh, the mandarins, um, uh, the many different varieties of mandarins, um, uh, Meyer lemons, right? If you've ever eaten a lemon, I'm a big lemon guy. I love lemons. I'll eat it like a regular lemon, but uh, you cut a little piece, a little sliver of Meyer lemon into it, it. It's got a little bit of zing, but a little bit of sweetness to it and juicy. It's just, it, that's, that's what you eat when you, when you want to wake up in the morning really quick, you know, eat a lemon. But, um, now there's just so many different varieties and I'd like to try to, sample the more obscure varieties to, for a number for a couple of reasons a to introduce a customer to something new right outside of the grapefruits the the uh, the navels and um uh, the standard category the standard um commodities in that category get them to try uh, a different type of mandarin get them to try a different type of tangerine um and it introduces someone someone to an entirely new flavor that they'll come back to your store for so um yeah and develop a niche you know you have a, a lot of specialty citrus that you store that stores carry develop a niche and and bring that stuff in and just you know continue to sell it and you know everyone can get a navel here and a, a grapefruit there and a lemon here but are they able to get that you know algerian clementine or the variegated lemon in other stores if you just have what you're doing as far as carrying a good variety of, of uh of citrus so yeah and when it comes to more of kind of the staple items in the citrus category, what kind of support do they need, if any, compared to kind of the fun and extra things that you might do to promote some of the things that are a little more limited season, a little more specialty? Is there any concern over like cannabis cannibalization between those two, or is it pretty purely incremental when it comes to those kind of specialty items? Um, it, it, it depends. Sometimes it can be incremental. Sometimes it could be an either or. And sometimes it could be a, a regular navel gets flipped to a, a care care. So a regular navel shopper, old, old, old standby navel gets flipped to a care care. And then you see, you know, um, some people enjoy the flavor of both. The volume drivers will always be your volume drivers. I know that sounds like redundant, but it is. Um, you're always going to sell navels you're always going to sell juice oranges you're always going to sell lemons grapefruit and limes those are your your basic i'm thinking of forgetting anybody here oh uh, those are your those are your basic varieties but 
when people want to branch out and they want to try something, they want to try a, um, a blood orange, they want to try uh, a sumo. Um, you know, there a lot of times these, I mean, sumos, you can pay $2.50, $3 per piece, right? Per piece of fruit. So it's like the Cadillac of, of, uh, of mandarins right now, right? So the decapons. So, um, you know, some people might not be able to afford, but they can buy four oranges for the same price that they're getting for one mandarin. But they still want to try that one mandarin because it is such an awesome eating experience. So, um, yeah, going back to your, your question, it's it's as far as what you promote versus what you sell, uh, you're always going to want to promote, bring people in with your staples and then build your sales, build your basket, build category growth with some of the ancillary and um, uh, lesser known varieties of, uh, of fruit. So, well, that's and it's, basic oh, math, but, yeah. yeah, simplifying <laughs> it. Well, and it sounds like too, even if say you're, you're sampling the, the gold nuggets or you're sampling the Texas grapefruit or, you know, whatever is kind of that more seasonal thing, it'll still get people thinking about the category as a whole. So even if they're not going for that specialty item, I'm guessing that whole category benefits just from that extra attention, no matter which item it's on. Sure. Absolutely. And that's, 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 uh, that's key to growth. I mean, it, with any category actually is carrying, carrying your variety, but I mean, citrus, especially with, with the amount of, of fruit that's out there that's that's untapped right that people haven't tried for one reason or another that is a great way to build category growth because great eating experience um uh, brings consumers back for another grading experience and the willingness to try new things right i mean back in the day i was i was very set in my ways with certain things that i liked and um very rarely did i branch out but you know uh, all these great varieties of apples come in and citrus come in and it's now which one do you choose right so your stomach's only that big but i want to try like every piece of citrus on the counter every morning and you just can't do that so but um yeah so but definitely definitely great for category growth overall category growth so for sure and thinking about some of these things that have a shorter season and they're, you know, available just in kind of the, the peak of citrus season, is there such a thing as too short of a window for an item? I'm, I'm curious kind of what that balance looks like between like the like limited time only kind of creating that excitement and that fervor to like get to try it while it's here versus, oh, that's not really long enough. I, I don't want to get emotionally attached and then have it be gone. Like, is, is that a balance that you have to kind of look at or, or what's that time frame, that kind of ideal seasonal time frame? I would say it's the same thing as cherries, right? So you have that wheat, like cherries in the summer, citrus in the winter. Um, there are windows for things, um, but they are, um, I don't think there's as short as where people have to rush into a store and uh, pick a piece of fruit up. Um, I think they'll be able to enjoy the fruit for a few months. Um, there might be a little um, uh, small variety here and there that might be a, a super short season or might be gapping um, uh, throughout the winter months. But for the most part, I mean, it's a pretty steady supply uh, of, of product coming in after it's in, right? But a, a lot of that later, the, a lot of the, the cool varieties or whatever you want to call them, that comes later in you know, later December, early January, February. So that is later season stuff, but you still get to enjoy it for for a couple of uh, for a couple of months. So, and have, what have you seen in terms of how kind of the the limited time or get it while it's here or that kind of messaging? It, 
do you find that to be kind of an effective driver for folks to to know that hey it's it's a few months but it is a few mm-hmm. months so yes. you know c- come and enjoy it while you can absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. it's a draw to the store and again i'll liken it to cherries uh, i mean cherries have that short window that relatively short window from you know may to september you know it goes up the coast from from california up into up and actually into canada um but that short window of 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 fruit and its availability but yeah i mean yeah absolutely you want to you want to promote you want to promote some of those otter varieties um even if it is like a, just like a like a right like a miniola or um something not too abstract but not something like it's that's just like a regular navel or a grapefruit so um yeah but and you want to do suggestive selling in stores too you want to make sure like your 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 employees are trained into the flavor profile of what each uh, piece of citrus is like and you know going back to the old days too i mean again things are a little bit different here but we'd have a just have a little knife on the floor and just cut a piece of citrus on the floor and have a bunch of napkins on your table <laughs> so <laughs> just cut it right on the spot but um but yeah so no absolutely a, a key piece into selling citrus is to make sure that your your staff is uh fully aware what the flavor profiles are of each individual piece of fruit variety so and how do you like to kind of do that sort of training on on what's in season? What are the really good items we want you to be able to, to talk to shoppers about? Is is that sort of a, you know, the once a week team meeting type of thing? You mm-hmm. sample a few things or you sample one each time or or how do you like to kind of create that cadence? Um, yeah, I mean, when 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 product comes in, you actually just bring it up or when you're forecasting something, you know, something's going to be coming in start talking about it, start talking it up. When it hits that order guide, bring a case in, bring a case in and uh, hand it out to your consumer, I mean, to your um, your staff and even actually, even not just your produce staff because your whole store are basically sales salesmen, salesmen and saleswomen, right? So they're all uh, acting on behalf of the produce department. If your cashier is in absolute love with, with uh, a regular Clementine and uh, your produce clerk is, you know, uh, really, really excited for uh, uh, a miniola or whatever it might be. Talk them both up. You know, um, you know, it's there's no limit to the knowledge th- spread throughout the store, right? So there really isn't. I mean, your your people, your customers are in your store, and um, like I said, everyone everyone's a salesman, right? Um, so if everyone's able to talk about fruit, bring bringing a couple of a, a couple of boxes of fruit and handing them out is going to mean nothing as far as shrink. It's not really going to cost you anything, but gain you long-term sales because people are going to be able to talk, educate, talk educatedly about it. So, yeah. So that's what I do. When it hits the order guide, you know, bring it in. <laughs> awesome. And you, you mentioned everybody in your store is is a salesperson. I've yeah. I've also heard reference to the the silent salesperson, the signage, sure. right? That they post yep. on the display. That's right. What do you see as kind of the ideal balance for signage? Because you know, depending on how many varieties, of course, you know, a given retailer brings in, you don't want it to be crowded or cluttered, but you do want to mm-hmm. give folks an idea if there are things that aren't there, you know, 24-7-365. Sure. Um, flavor profile signs on um, citrus is is a great practice to have. Now, 
there's many different varieties that you don't want your sign to be a seven and a half and 11 by 11 on a, you know, 18 by 18 by 14 basket. It's going to hide the product. Right. But there are different ways to do it. There are companies out there. Um, Sunkist for one um, does uh, little flavor profile cards that would just sit right on a clip or right in front of your basket. They're not big. And it just gives bullets, short bullet points on them, flavor profile, what it tastes like. Uh, the health benefits of it, which is huge for consumers now, right? So um, not only does citrus taste good, but it is an extremely healthy uh, piece of fruit category. It's an extremely help, healthy category for you to boost your immune, immune system. And um, But yeah, having that little, little short bullet points and just about what it is, flavor, health benefits, and then um, even if you want to put it on the same card, the price. But you don't want to clutter it because people... If you make it too small, people are standing in front of your counter and, and like reading it uh, uh, and kind of could be getting in the way of other customers. If you make it too big, it blocks your product. So that's the age old, what's how, what's the biggest, what sign is too big for my display, right? So, because <laughs> every different store has different sign packages and every different store has different um, uh, um, uh, layouts, right? For is there track signing? Is there hang signing? Is there clip signing? Is there, there's so many different ways to hang signs, but um, yeah, from a, um, apples and, and citrus, I think is a huge, both um, great categories to put on uh, flavor profiles with, but you don't want to clutter up your, your, your counter though. You don't want to clutter up your counter. And where in sort of the, the timeline, particularly on some of these, you know, big big categories for, for different seasons as they roll through. When in the process do you make sure to get like that signage ordered? And then how, do, how does the communication kind of go down the chain as far as getting it implemented and getting it in place and all those just sorts of logistical details? I always looked at a season ahead, right? We're in apple season and planning for citrus. And then um, we're in cherry season in July and you're planning for apples. Right. So that's I always look at a season ahead, trying to make sure that all, all, all of your signage is in anything that needs to be replaced is replaced. Anything new in the uh, in the industry, I research thing, new things in the industry, re, new sign packages, talking with uh, uh, your vendors, uh, whoever it might be for each uh, individual category, asking if there's any new marketing materials for it. Um, but I always think of. of uh, a season ahead. That way, when that season does come and all the busyness and the craziness of, of uh, the season that you're in goes away, you're prepared for the next season. So, um, but yeah, that's how I always used to try to think. That's how I think now too, is try to get everything a season ahead uh, and then, um, or at least plan for a season ahead. Um, and as far as it gets implemented, um, as new items come into your department, that's when you start filtering the signs out. So, you know, um, I was that I was that guy that kept everything in a box. I mean, I still keep everything on like an, an old school list here, and I cross it off. And um, you know, some people might call it OCD. I just try to call it organization from that standpoint because you always know where that citrus sign is. You always know where that orange sign is. Alphabetizing. I mean, some people get really, really. Um, you know, super clean and organized about it. Um, and some have their own system, right? Some have their own system, but, uh, but yeah, no, as new product comes in, just kind of filter it on your counter and then filter in the signs. Um, 
and just go from there. So, but preparation uh, is always uh, a, a season ahead, you know, a few months ahead. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, as I was thinking about the citrus category, I had a question that might be hilariously minute, but I was thinking about, you know, talking about sampling and engaging different senses. You get the taste, you get the smell when you do the sampling. Sure. And I know you are a big fan of the cut the fruit and do the yes. overwrap so you get the, the inside. Yes. And I started thinking of all these questions on specifically like the process for cutting and overwrapping the citrus. Like how long does it stay nice before you have to, you know, kind of refresh it? Do you need the for display only sticker? Like what are the little minute details on using, you know, overwrapped cut citrus on a display? So, um, wow. <laughs> I hope there's no food safety people on this podcast, but <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. So uh, by the book, uh, first of all, on the cuts, replace the cuts every day, replace the cuts every day. Um, the benefit of not wrapping um, is that to your point, it, uh, it um, awakens the senses. You know, go, you can smell a, a cut piece of citrus uh, as soon as you walk into the door, it's like a ripe peach, right? Ripe peach or ripe pear. You smell that citrus and it automatically, it just entices the buy. Um, but from a food safety standpoint, they should always be wrapped. Um, and they should, and they should have um, some sort of stickering or labeling that does say for display only. Now that can be done a different, couple different ways. Um, normally what the best practice is to do um, depending on the size of the fruit. Um, I always put a small sticker on the back that says display only, right? That keeps the integrity of the film and the integrity of the actual color and the flesh um, clean, right? Um, some stores, they'll put for display only, either across the, the, uh, the flesh or going right around the band, similar to what they do with watermelon. But for that, for that uh, visually, I just kind of think that it loses uh, something with, with, with something written on the front, but it should be because, you know, there are instances where someone not knowing what that cut piece of fruit is, they might think it's a sample and just start, you know, oh. uh, munching on the cut fruit. <laughs> and if it's been there, if it's been there for a couple of days and it's not fresh, that's, you're going to run into a potential food safety hazard and just, you want to avoid that at all costs. So the proper way is to overwrap Cut, overwrap, and then put your display only sticker on the um uh, on the back, or even a little tie. I've seen people with little ties that tie the back on there. It says um, for display only. So, um, but yeah, especially now with COVID, you know, especially now uh, the and since the pandemic hit and the, the heightened awareness as to food safety and and rightfully so, um, you want to be sure that you're you're the letter you know filing the letter of the law when it comes to that kind of stuff so but yeah i'm i'm a firm believer in it um and i just i think it sells fruit i think some of the cool things that you know go back to the cara cara right you've got a regular orange and all of a sudden it's you have this it's not an orange it's 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 red inside what like what is this so um pomelos are another great one right big old piece of fruit and you're cutting to and like half of, I mean, there's a rind this thick with like that much fruit in it. It's super cool. Right. So, but, um, no, it's, it's, it's a great way. It's a great way for customers to see what they're, they're about to enjoy. So 
Well, I wanted to ask about it because I love this technique and I know it's a very old school technique, but when I start, you know, when I got into produce and I started paying attention, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. I specifically remember stores where I have seen this and thought, oh my gosh, that looks so great. The very first time, well, actually the only time that I went to CPMA because it was pretty close before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I remember a specific store in Canada where they were doing this. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get all my pictures of this because it looks mm-hmm. so cool. I mean, it does. It makes such a neat impact and citrus is a perfect category for it. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely is. And if you're allowed to, um, if you're allowed to just cut and place an overwrap, I mean, place and not overwrap, I should say. Um, I, I said, I, like I said, the aroma is, it's intoxicating, you know, fresh citrus, the aroma is just intoxicating. So, um, but well, yeah. that makes sense too, depending on probably what like your fixture situation is, or yes. if you're doing sampling and you can kind of have, you know, something that makes it a little more clear that it's not actually for sure. sale, but, but look, look what we have here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it behind a clear box with a lock on it. <laughs> Do not touch. You know what? You could like borrow one of those like platters from the bakery people or something where it's like clearly a display type of thing or something, you know? You know what? You're always thinking. I love it. That's a great idea, right? Oh, my goodness. Make friends with those bakery folks. That's right. For sure. For sure. Good stuff. All right. Oh, shoot. Well, Brian, anything that I'm missing or I should be asking that I'm not on the citrus category? Um, no, I don't, I think we covered a lot. I think we covered a good amount of, of information, but it's, it's, um, I, you know, I'll always uh, throw out there the, the, the training piece on, you know, making sure that your, your associates and your staff, uh, know and define what piece of fruit is, what piece of fruit, um, uh, and, uh, the, the flavor profiles and don't be afraid to try some of these really, really cool off the wall things. Right. So like a Buddha's hand, right. So it's, <laughs> you, there's no flesh to a Buddha's hand, you zest it, right? But it's still super cool to see this like gnarly hand looking thing up in your, in your produce department, but it gets people talking, right? It gets, it gets people talking. It draws, if anything, it draws people over to your six, citrus section and then your merchandising and then uh, the, the, the variety that you have sell your fruit. So, um, you know, I've witnessed it firsthand. I mean, people just take one of these things home, not knowing what to do with it. And they just leave it on their counter because it looks cool. So, um, you know, but um, so yeah, go for variety. Um, don't be afraid to try new things. And um, uh, yeah, just just education of the, the flavor profiles. The worst thing that you would do is you can do is, is um, have information that's shared with a customer that, um, it's sweet. It's a super sweet piece of fruit. And, uh, they're expecting that, uh, that they're going to cut into that. And it's just delicious and, and sweet. And, and they get that little that thing in the back there to get that tart. And it's just, you know, I thought this was a, I thought this was a navel, not a, a not a miniola, <laughs> but, you know, but anyway, so yeah, that's all I would add. That's all yeah. I would add. Well, and when you mentioned the the Buddha's hand, it is so true, like taking advantage of some of those things just to draw people in, because sure. like, even if you have that sitting on the shelf and then you have just a little piece of signage on how to use it, that's the kind of thing someone takes, takes their phone out, takes a picture and sends it to a friend or family and said, 
my gosh, have you ever seen one of these? You know, it, it says it's for X and Y and Z, right? And then mm-hmm. to your point, maybe they think, huh, well, I am having people over. This would be kind of fu- a fun thing for me to talk about now that I know what it is. You know, it it's, just that's right. creates new opportunities. It sure does. It sure does. So, yeah, I love the citrus category. I love the sales potential that it has. Uh, I love the, the the fun that it creates in the store. And quite honestly, um, your, your citrus season is in the winter, right? And the winter is normally kind of blue and doom outside. It's cold. It's snowy. There's no leaves on the trees, but you're walking into a, a sunshine array of color when you hit the citrus cap, when you hit the citrus uh, sections in, in your, your department. So uh, it just brightens everything up. Really does really brightens everything. So, well, and one more thing um, that I thought of too, Brian, when you were talking about at you know as new varieties come in, mm-hmm. it, introducing them and making sure people are informed not only in the produce department but your folks at the at the registers and some of those things too. I imagine that's helpful also in just kind of a, a subtle reminder, or maybe not so subtle reminder for those clerks to, hey, make sure you're really checking that PLU because we that's have right. lots of different varieties we don't want that's right. you know, an extra two dollars walking out the door that should have rung through right that's that's huge yeah that's huge um that's missing shrink if something even doesn't have a sticker on it uh but then you're going back to the old um uh, identifier right uh where um again i grew up in a or i came up in the produce industry where uh we'd have plu identification checks for different categories um, and not many stores do this now, but I mean, we'd have a piece of fruit up where the cashier would pick their till uh, and um, they would have to identify that piece of fruit and they would have to um, know the PLU for that. And it'd be five items a week where they would do that. And citrus, citrus was big. Citrus was a big category for that, citrus and apples. And, um, you know, um, but yeah, they would actually have to define it. It's, a, it's such a simple way for a, a cashier or any associate really um, to, to learn what they are, just repetitive, right? You know, someone coming in, it's just those same five items are there for seven days and it just it just catches on. So, and as that stuff's coming up through the register, um, the cashier can look at it and say, oh, that's a, that's a honey tangerine or uh, that's a, uh, a macro lime or whatever. So um, yeah, so. Something simple like that is really super effective. It really is. And that's just any category, not just citrus category. Yeah. Well, Um, because I I first started thinking about that when it was the summer and I had a bunch of different melons and I was trying to do the self-checkout. And, you know, one of them wasn't scanning through or whatever. And the gal comes over and she's like, oh, just ring it up as a cantaloupe. I'm like, you don't understand. This is not good for you guys if I ring this up as a cantaloupe. Oh, no. Like, okay. It, and it didn't have the specific one, like in their, you know, inventory that was coming up on the, on the computer. I'm like, okay, yeah. well just bring it in as the more expensive one. Cause trust me, this should not go through as a cantaloupe. And the lady's kind of looking at me like, what is your problem? I'm like, trust me, this is not yeah. a cantaloupe. <laughs> well, how many people are honest in the sense of where they would, they would choose the lower amount to, to pull. And or they may not even that, be aware, you know right. what I mean? Like it's yes. just seriously, yeah. that is such a that is such a good point, Ashley. And it's just you're one person in one market that that's happened to. How many times does that happen in a supermarket? Yeah. It's just it's um it's avoidable shrink. 
know, for a little bit of education uh, makes a makes a big dent into your shrink. So, um, yeah. So the folks at the registers and the folks monitoring the self checkout, don't forget them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> of course not. And because so many, so many, so many uh, lanes of self checkouts are are hitting stores now. So. Yeah. It used to be two little lanes, you know, one on each side or whatever. Now there's like two, there's two lanes become four, become four registers inside the inside the regular uh, line register. It's, yeah, yeah. Self checking is um, huge, huge. Awesome. All right. Well, Brian, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you as always, awesome. and we'll thank our listeners as well. And we'll see everybody next week on the Produce Retail Podcast. <laughs>